When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls, to Ingles and Ian, a Cowboys Right for Free.com podcast. And as always, your good friend and mine, the man who I can't think of any good flowery words for today, Mr. Ian, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Um, just just happy to happy to be here again. Happy you're back. Uh, uh, Sorry about missing host, uh, host Thursday. Hard, so. <laughs> so we come out with a win decisive win at that what are you give, give me some of your thoughts on that what, what, like i did not expect that much of a beat down i thought it was a very impressive win especially on the defensive end i think everyone's been saying that this oklahoma state defense has been phenomenal but they they, they turned it up to another level today uh, and i was really impressed with that it feels like i don't want to this is going to be i don't know if it'll be taken out of context but I, don't, I think the Cowboys might be peaking at the right time. Which oh, is bold words. In Get on November, that Hope train. The last two, I'm not on the Hope train yet, but the last two games for them have been their most decisive. And, you know, coming off the loss, and granted one of the games was against Kansas, but this West Virginia team has been weird all year, and they just beat Iowa State. And the fact that you beat them by 21 at home, and gave up eight sacks. Granted, Daggy's not that good. It was a, it was a nice uh, nice change of pace. Nice kind of relaxing game for the most part. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, uh, they drove down the field for that opening touch or uh, field goal. I'm like, uh oh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> but sure enough, they came through. But let's look at the total offense for the West Virginia Mountaineers just in conference play. Oklahoma. 247, Tech 424, Baylor 362, TCU 487, Iowa State 492, 133, Oklahoma State. I mean, they were, I mean, I'm eyeballing it. They've been averaging 375 yards in conference. Does I mean that's just a rough eyeball, but that's rough, gotta be close to what it is. That is yeah, that, domination. I mean, I, I call yeah. I, I called the Kansas game a war crime. This like I don't know what this is, but that's up. It's up there. And the, and West Virginia dominated the time of possession. They had less penalties, and they made Spencer Sanders throw an interception. And despite all of that, only 17 rushing yards and only 116 passing yards in two of 14 on third down conversions. Yeah. Uh, so over the last two games, 276 total yards given up. Five takeaways, eight sacks against WVU. This is crazy, crazy good. And so this is something I did not realize, I guess, because we've played so many close games. But Oklahoma State's now won seven in a row against WVU. Or no, yeah, now seven in a row and eight and two overall since they joined the Big 12. It feels like that's been a much tighter series than – 
it, it has been. It's it's insane to me how like just I, I, it does not feel that lopsided. Yeah, I mean, they always. Um, I think all of us think that West Virginia is just a very hard place to play, and I think that they'll admit that. Yeah, and you're right. Seven in a row. Look at the score. I'm looking at the scores real quick. 2015, uh, 33 to 26, 37 to 20, 50 to 39, 45 to 41, 20 to 13, 27 to 13, and 24 to 3. So, I mean, that's been really, really good just based off West Virginia. Granted, West Virginia hasn't been like that, you know, Pat White era uh, Mm -hmm. team, but they have, they've had some, good performances in this past decade. So the fact that Oklahoma State has won seven in a row just seems very surprising to me. Yeah, one reason it's a hard place to play is those stinking shadows. Those were awful trying to watch that game. Agreed. I saw a lot of complaints about that. It's It was like um, kind of like out some outfields in baseball. Yeah. I think Wrigley Field is notorious for that. Uh, Globe Life was somewhat notorious for that. I if I remember. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same deal at West Virginia. I, what I don't understand, how is Davey the starting quarterback? Uh, I don't, I didn't see somebody hurt. Is that? No, that he's co- been the starter. There's just nobody at West Virginia that can take over. I mean, he has, Wait. Uh, I'm going to look at his last game against Iowa state. I mean, he's very hit and miss uh, 30 at 46 against Iowa State, 370 yards, uh, 65.2 percentage-wise, three touchdowns, two interceptions. His total stats in the season, 11 touchdowns, eight interceptions, uh, 2,180 yards. So, I mean, he's been decent. He's a fifth-year senior, but if that's the best that West Virginia has to offer, Neil Brown's in trouble. So the question is, is how does that compare to Spencer's numbers for the year? That's a you need to check that real quick. I mean, Sanders played a decent game still. So, I know he's got, the one. so Spencer's 1500 yards, um, passing, uh, and 300 running, uh, 13 TDs, uh, six interceptions. So, two more touchdowns and two less interceptions, and a QBR by a, a 4.5 more points. So he is, I'm not going to say significantly better. I'm going to say better than what uh, Daigie is. But one stat that I found, uh, well, OSU posted it, that's Spencer Sanders' 20th career win. Yeah. That's tight. I think that's like fifth most in school history. And four and three aren't that far behind. They're both at 23. The the big stat that pops out for Daigie is that Minus 100 rushing yards. So that means he's getting hit a lot. Because does, don't sacks get counted as negative rushing yards in college? Some of that. He's always been notoriously bad when it comes to rushing, like, consistently. See, a negative 35 yards. I think those include sacks. Negative 35. And then against Baylor, he had negative 23. Uh, against TCU and Iowa State, uh, zero and one. And against Texas Tech, three. So he's always been a notoriously bad rusher. So that doesn't surprise me by any stretch of the imagination. Trying to see if if his sacks count is, is I can't find it real quick here, but if, 
they were and they were supposed to have a really good offensive line. Everyone's like, oh, it's the best offensive line Oklahoma State's faced all year. And eight sacks later, it's like it's like don't say those things in front of Jim Knowles because he's going to just make you pay for it. Well, Gundy has lied the last two games. He said Kansas was going to be a fourth quarter game. And he said West Virginia is the best offensive line they would face thus far. But see, so, I, I saw other people with that point say this is going to be a really good, uh, you know, battle in the trenches. And it just wasn't. I think Gundy needs to lie more. I think he just <laughs> needs to say coming into this TCU game, uh, I carry Barry Sanders or something <laughs> stupid just to like motivate the team or something. Say TCU is going to be a fourth quarter game and that he likes the color purple more than he likes orange and just like. I'll fire up the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever works at this point. But you know he's not going to give them bolts and board, bolts and board materials like, oh, yeah, TCU, we're going to roll them. It's blackout night. We're just going to crush them. You know, like he's not going to – he's not that stupid. You got to give anti-bolts and board material, and that's what he's doing, and it's working. <laughs> I don't know how. It just is. <laughs> Granted, West Virginia is pretty bad, but – Anti-bulletin board material. It's working. I don't know. I don't know how to like classify West Virginia because they've, you know, they beat Virginia Tech. They held OU close. They got Mm -hmm. blown out by Baylor. Mm -hmm. They beat Iowa State. I mean, they're they're one of those weird teams. You're like, huh? I don't know. It's their last three games are interesting. It is Kansas State, Texas, and Kansas. They just have to. They have to win. But they'll beat Kansas. They got to beat one out of uh, Kansas State and Texas. And to be honest, I don't think they beat either based off what I saw on Saturday. Yeah, but, I mean, was that them being terrible or was that us being dominant? Because we've already established that they can put up yards. Yeah, they throw a lot of picks, which is always bad. But, you know, they can put up yards and put up points at times. I mean, you got to think Kansas, right? Got to mm-hmm. think they're going to be Kansas, Kansas State. I don't know. It's that's. I don't, I think Kansas State might win out, considering what we saw with Baylor. I think Baylor might have hit their ceiling, in that they might lose. I think they'll lose to OU. I think they'll lose to Kansas State, and then I, I don't know who they have left, but they might win one more. Wow. They have Texas Tech. So they'll lose. They'll, they'll be, I think they'll be eight and four right now. I think Kansas State's going to, I think they're going to win out. But there's your bold take for me. <laughs> they have West Virginia, Baylor. I think they'll beat all three. Man, that'd be something. Man, if that happens, Texas' season is going to be a dumpster fire. Well, they have Kansas and they have West Virginia, so they'll finish. They'll finish right at six and six. I don't know, man. I feel like they're they're starting to kind of come off the rails a little bit. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, when you lose four straight, you can consider them off the rails. If they <laughs> lose against Kansas, yeah, it's done. <laughs> the season's a joke. I don't think they will. But I could easily see them. I think what that West Virginia game is going to be a toss up. I could see him winning. I could see him losing. And then K-State, you're probably right. And, but if they lose to Kansas, it's going to be the best. I remember when they lost to Kansas, was that 2016, something like that? Oh, that was the best. 
and they just lost uh, Joshua Moore, who's like their number two receiver of the transfer portal. Yeah. It's kind of sad because you wanted Texas to be like somewhat competitive. This is kind of just sad. They're yeah. going to go to the SEC soon. It's like, well, it may not get much better. Man, they're going to be fighting for with Vandy for last place. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, oh. Tennessee to see who's. Uh... Hey, well, man. Tennessee's. About say hype. They just beat Kentucky, so Heupel's starting to get some traction. <laughs> and with, they, with where they started the season, like they had a bunch of people. They had like their two two of their starting linebackers transferred to OU, and they lost a lot of people when Heupel came in. And as much as I hate to praise an OU guy, he's doing a heck of a job. Yeah, I mean, I give credit to Tennessee. So I mean, that's pretty. Uh... That's really impressive for them. I think I think I looked at that Tennessee game because they lost the pit and then man, people were like, okay, they're done. But right. uh, they've still been like, they've been in ball games. The Alabama score doesn't show it, but they were, they were in a competitive game with, uh, with Alabama. Well, they're putting uh, up points. They, I mean, it's full on air raid out there. They were close with Mississippi. They are, I think they're five and four right now. If I'm not mistaken. So they have Georgia. They'll get slaughtered. But then they have South Alabama and Vandy. So I heard to finish like seven to five, eight and four, I think. So did you, uh, getting back to the game, did you see the tweet about uh, opponents' score points per game entering the game versus OSU versus what they scored against us? I think I saw, I think I saw that, but refresh my memory. So Boise State, 42.5. Scored 20 against Oklahoma State. Kansas State, 31, 20 against us. Baylor, 42.8, 14 against us. Texas, 44.5, 20 against Oklahoma State. Iowa State, 33.7, 24. Kansas, 17.6, 3. West Virginia, 29.6, 3. So, I mean, yeah, I know it got me in a little bit of trouble against Iowa State, but we are generally holding teams between 10 and 20 points lower than average probably closer to about 17 from eyeballing it yeah i mean they just they they're just impressive this year just flat out impressive on the defensive end something that a lot of oakland state fans have not seen uh for a very long time and uh tcu they currently score 31.3 points per game but here's the thing that concerns me did they find a groove with chandler morris because before that Baylor game, they lost three straight. Mm-hmm. And they lost uh, – prior to that game, they lost uh, five out of their last six. So, did that turn that – did that turn TCU around? I mean, I think there's some playing for, you know, Patterson. Let's win one for the old Gipper. Uh, I think the other thing I worry about is, you know, new quarterback coming in, there's no tape, Right. And that, that does worry me, is a lack of tape. Uh, but there's it's still the same. Well, it may not be the exact same scheme, but they're not going to be able to change things up too much in a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, that's something we'll get into next time because I don't want to break down that entire game right now. Uh, but, you know, besides the opening drive, Oklahoma State looked pretty decent on offense. Um, like, I know they had, I know Oklahoma State had like seven penalties. And I think three or four of them were on the opening drive. Um, you know, you know, I've been saying uh, a lot 
that Spencer needs to get into that 65% plus range. And he did that this game, 67.7. You know, it's not a lot of yards because we're only throwing the ball like 18 times, which is bizarre. Uh, but if he can stay in that range, that's when we start getting into that 30, mid-30s territory. And you get, you score mid-30s with this defense, I like our chances against anybody. Sanders threw 31 times yesterday, and they only ran it They only ran it 32 times. So a really balanced offense. Uh, I must have looked at the wrong stats. Jalen Warren had 78 yards. Uh, I think the one thing that you want to see out of Sanders is possibly more yards because he only had 182. But, I mean, other than that, other than the interception, he didn't he didn't look bad, and Tate Martin was spectacular. I must have looked at the wrong game. I must have looked at the Kansas game when I said 19. But still, yeah, Tay Martin was great. He's really starting to feel those uh, fades. And I'm glad to see the fades coming back. But he went up for both of those balls. The second one especially was perfect from Spencer. Yeah, I mean, two, two toes, uh, yeah, two toes, Tay. He, he's, he's getting the, those tippy toes in there, man. And it's, uh, I mean, that's something that you saw with, I mean, with Tyler. And it's, uh, it's nice to see that Tay has emerged. Him and Presley mm-hmm. they got 13 out of the 21 completed catches. Uh, nobody else had more than one. So I right. like that a lot. And then I think the fumble by Corey Black kind of changed the trajectory of the game to where it felt like, okay, OSU has this one. Right. It's like, they're not catching us with this defense. Yeah. And then eight sacks. I mean, who, who's your player of the game on defense? I'm just curious. I don't even know, man. Pro- I mean, probably Rodriguez. I mean, he just, he's a beast. I mean, Harper was great. There's too many good, there's too many good people to choose from. There is, there definitely is. I mean, when you have eight sacks and they're all spread out, Colin Oliver had one. Tyler Lacey had one. Uh, Cody Waltershield had one. Jason Taylor had one. And Devin Harper had two. Brock Martin also had two. And they're balanced out like that. I mean, eight sacks for any team is a massive day. And then to, you know, keep on, 12 tackles for loss. And Devin Harper and Brock Martin had three of those. I yeah. think you got to give it to Devin Harper just based off of he had seven solo tackles, two sacks, and three tackles for loss. Brock yeah, Martin had four total tackles, all solo, two sacks, and three tackles for loss. That'd probably be my second place guy. Or they'd probably be tied, to be completely honest with you. They were both just really impressive. Right. I, I agree. Well, and that's the thing that like Knowles is doing really well. It's not one guy, you know, it's not a. Von Miller kind of de- defense who's just, you know, everyone is having to cover him so other people get free. You got to cover everybody. Agreed. Agreed. It's you get for everybody. And that's why Jim Knowles is looking like a Royals. Uh, that's the award for the assistant coach, like a finalist right now because he's doing really good. Uh, if he doesn't win, I, 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 that'd be a travesty. I think likely, I think you need to prepare for a Georgia defensive coordinator winning it because yeah. they have George's defense has been really good as well. Like NFL level. Good. Yeah, no, they are fantastic, which is crazy. Cause we're in total defense. We're ranked number three and Georgia's ranked number two. It's number one, Wisconsin. Yep. I mean, those total defense stats are always a little weird, but 
you know, still it's been, (laughs) it's been rare that we could have ever said that we would be hanging with Georgia in total defense. Hey, you know, we haven't got to yet. We have you, I need you to, I will get to that at the end of the show, but where's your hope train at now? And where do you think the Cowboys will be ranked uh, come uh, Tuesday? Uh, Well, so this is something I was going to get to last podcast, but I was absent. So the CFP ranking Bamba at number two just kicked the hope train right in the face. Because, I mean, I think a two-loss Bama can make the college football playoff. It felt like the fix was in. Even if we win out, we're not going to make it. Like, if we win out, and depending on how everything shake out, well, I think we're, we'll end up at five on the outside looking in. But – but – that being said, these last two games, and yes, I know it's Kansas. And I hate having to reference that every time, but I mean, it's I'm I'm loading the coal up. I'm getting that fire ready, man. We roll out against TCU and crush. It's going to be full steam ahead again. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the two night games coming up, it just makes me more nervous and also... Alabama is not the second best team in the country, and I don't think they're going to beat Georgia at all. This well, no, Alabama it, team just beat LSU, who hasn't been good all year, by six. They barely beat Florida, who's hot trash. Uh, I think they're going to lose to Auburn, just completely honest, because I think Bo Nix will, in his final like hoorah in college, he might be a junior, I don't know, maybe final hoorah at Auburn, and it's at Auburn. I think Auburn beats them. I mean, I, just, I would love I just to don't see think that. Alabama can sustain this. It just it just felt like, I mean, just putting them at two and saying, Cincy, you're not even in the discussion. Like that is that just just reeked terrible to me. So I, because you know, if if Bama makes the SEC title game and they play Georgia tight, like super tight, I could see voters putting them at four. I don't think so. I think if you have two losses, you're out. There's no way. There's no feasible way. They could put in Alabama. Well, there's no feasible raise the way they should have been at number two. <laughs> there they were. Because there's no, there's no clear number two right now. I mean, Cincinnati has played pretty bad. They've still won, but they played pretty bad the past couple of weeks. Oregon hasn't been that great. They have the worst loss, but they have the best win. Ohio State barely beat Nebraska. OU, they're at eight. They haven't looked impressive at all, and they got a whole schedule ahead of them. Like there's no clear number two right now. And it's because it's like the first week of the series, the fix isn't necessarily in yet, but there are plans. Yeah. And so in terms of hype train, Spencer's is Spencer's he's been playing better, you know, even in the loss against Iowa state, he played a lot better. His numbers are improving. He's making better decisions. He's not forcing the ball as often. The defense I mean, they don't even have. They can be, tw- they can be twice as bad as they were against TCU, and still will smoke teams. 
uh, not DC, West Virginia. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's starting to feel again, like a team that's going to do some damage. And, you know, it's, if this, I mean, we're probably playing three night games in a row because we're going to, we got TCU and then at tech and then, Oh, you and us went out. That's going to be, that could easily be a game day game. Or a big noon game where they played 11. Or a big noon game. Because that's what happened with OU the last two weeks. Right. They is, got the, or it's going to be Baylor at big noon, and it's going to be Iowa State at big noon. So if I put OU on three big noon games in a row, depending on how this goes. But as far as Oklahoma State's path to the playoff, A, I don't I, – I think the, how a Big 12 shakes out is that OU will probably win out because the, the only realistic way I think OSU is either going to split or OU is going to win twice in Bedlam. I think there's going to be a Bedlam conference championship. There will be a Bedlam two, and OSU will either win one or none. I don't think there's a realistic way that they win two, just based off of history and all that. And they could slip up along the way. Texas Tech at night, that worries me. Heck, this TCU game worries me. And OSU is a 13-point favorite right now. That's that's still worrisome. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I touch that line, especially I just have this feeling, especially just stuff I've seen from Sanders, is that those special games, he tends to get like two in his head. So we'll see if he can stay calm in the first quarter. I mean, we'll see. Uh t- the the problem is that TCU's rushing attack is not spectacular especially with Zach Evans being out right now. They're going to go to the air, and I think the passing defense is the weaker part of the of the defense compared to the rushing attack. So we'll see. I wonder if Chandler Moore still has more magic in him, but, I mean, the everything is in your favor for this game. But it would be classic OSU if they blew it. I mean, it would be very classic. Very classic, but uh, I don't think TCU's got more magic in them after, you know, what they did. And I don't know, it's hard to say getting eight interceptions on the season is weak. For? For Oklahoma State's for secondary. Oh, for, yeah, sec- yeah, our secondary has eight picks on the year already. That's pretty good. I mean, great yeah. three of those were Kansas, but still. When you look at the passing yards allowed compared to the rushing yards allowed, it's 190 to 86. Brock Purdy put up 300. Like, if you were going to say, like, I'm not saying that they're weak. I'm saying they're the weaker part of the yes, offense. they are the weaker part. Or the defense. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be something. Like like I said, they, like it's the new quarterback that scares me. If this was their, you know, their normal person – then I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Dugan might come back. I don't know, but I think after the performance that Chandler uh, Morris has had, I think he got a roll with him. I mean, he, he passed the ball 56 times. Oh, wait, no, 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 41 times. Sorry. So looking yeah. at his career stats for the season instead of his recent game, he threw the ball 41 times for 461 yards, two touchdowns, and one sack. So if you get a pressure on him, maybe. But 
the fact that Sanders threw three interceptions and this guy didn't makes you just makes you just sit back and ponder what could happen. I, I am, and he's a wait. He's a freshman. I think technically, like, yeah, he did because he didn't. He only played one game last year, so he's redshirt. Uh, I was gonna say I, I was swore he was at OU. I think he was. He still lives as a freshman because technically, technically, this could be your third year, and you could still be listed as a freshman because of COVID and redshirt. Yeah, so he he technically played five games, but the COVID year, so the bowl games in there too. But yeah, we'll see if, if some of that sooner voodoo rubs off on him. He, he's a, he's five eleven and one hundred seventy five pounds. Uh, I don't know much about their offensive line, but. I, I, I don't know. I this game worries me. The next game worries me. November worries me. If if you're a Cowboy fan, November should worry you, regardless of how bad these teams are. It's true. It's true. And but I don't. I think he's going to have a rough day. Just just with the way our pressure is coming and the sacks and everything else. And it's only his eighth game, and he's going to be playing under the lights and a blackout and. The place is going to be hopping. Second game as a starter. Second game as a starter, exactly. So either he's going to be the second coming or he's going to be rattled. One of the two. Rattler beat us pretty bad. Did he not? Yeah, but I don't think this kid's Rattler. <laughs> but that was, yeah. But this is also, this Oklahoma team, I don't think is as good as the one Rattler crushed us with last year. Yeah. They're, they're not playing like it anyway. Yeah, I think they're gonna. They're probably to smoke Baylor. To be I'm, completely honest, I think Baylor's gonna get smoked. See, that, that's we were talking about film, and that's something that's going to be interesting. Is every game all those weird plays that Caleb Williams is rolling out, and you know how they're using him versus how they were using Spencer defensive coordinators are going to start catching up. It's going to be interesting to see if he can evolve with the coordinators scout, like scouting him instead of scouting the team. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have seven games going into Bedlam. Like Knowles, I'd have a pretty good idea what Caleb Williams can do and what he can do. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't know, because I, I think there, there, anything could happen. They can go, OSU could go three and zero, or they can go zero and three in these next three games. We don't know. I mean, and Baylor is one of those teams. I don't know what to make of. Like, I could see OU winning out or losing two two games. I, I could easily see that. Like, Baylor is one of those enigma teams that can be very, very good, but also just give it up at the last second. And you got to admit, that was a trap game for Baylor, right? They got OU coming. Yeah. Go and OU, well, that's, that's a rivalry game. So I, I, I know I had TCU plus six and a half, but still it's like, really? Like you have to wake up for that game. So did I, did I actually say whatever I thought the no, Oklahoma State know. would show I, up I in the college football playoff? <laughs> what was that? Do what? So did I actually say where I thought? Oklahoma State was going to end up in the CFP because for me, oh, I think yeah. where, I think they come think? in around nine, nine I or ten. 10. If if it's ten, that makes sense. If it's nine, 
But what's what's going to be where would you put them? So I think ten. I'd have to really look at it. Um, like I don't know if we're better than Cincy. I mean, I don't know how to handle Michigan and that Sparty loss. Uh, that's going to be really interesting to see if they rank Michigan ahead of uh, Michigan State, even though Michigan lost head to head, and they said that's one of their big criteria. Well, if you put Oregon ahead of Ohio State, you have to put Michigan State ahead of Michigan. That's the rule. Uh, my personal top 10, I have Michigan at 9, or Michigan State at 9, Michigan at 10, and I have Oklahoma State at 8. Oh, wow. Because I, I, I don't think – I think Michigan and Michigan State are going to get smoked by Ohio State. I don't care what happened against Nebraska. I just – I do not – I do not believe in them. Right. Well, that's the thing is – you know, there's going to be carnage amongst those three teams because two of the three have to have two losses coming out of this. Yeah. Because Michigan's got to still got to play Ohio State. You know, so that's going to be one loss for either. Hope is that like Wisconsin? Wisconsin usually. Yes. I think, I think Ohio State's going to have one loss at the end of this. I think I'm going to win out. They're going to make the playoff. Probably. Um, I mean, that's probably right. Uh, but it'll be interesting, you know, to see how it all shakes out. Like you said, if Bama loses, two of those three teams are going to be out anyway, just by default, by having two losses. You know, Oregon's not a guarantee. There's enough chaos in front of us for us mm-hmm. to get in if we went out. And I know that's a thin margin for the if, but... It's there. I think I think OU's best bet's a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't I don't even want to have the playoff discussion because <laughs> OU's still in the way. And it's just because of history, you just can't you just can't say anything. You all honestly, you kinda have to assume that OU's a loss and just try to plan out an after. If you win, great, ecstatic, but you will have to play them twice. So if they beat you in Stillwater, there's motivation for for uh, for that next game. Right. But if you beat OU in Stillwater, then OU almost guaranteed wins the following Saturday because they're going to be storming the field. Uh OSU is going to be like, oh, we're the big bad Cowboys now, and then that they, they will they won't be as prepared, and OU will sneak ahead. That's yeah, just something you have I, to prepare for. Uh, yes, uh, yes, and I, I mean, as more than any other sport, emotion runs college football. And if I, I, like, you're probably right, but I could see, especially Knowles being like, all right, let's get back to work. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe. I, I think Knowles will do that, but it's just will the offense do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. And the question how has that ever happened? Like two teams play back to back weekends? I think a couple years ago someone did. Hold on. I'll I'll check real quick. I'm pretty sure it happened uh recently with like UCF. Well, I mean yeah, I mean more with like a big team, but like a power five. Oh, Power Five? I I don't know about that. Oh, well, then it might have been. I think it might have been 
the COVID year, this co- this past COVID year. Okay, COVID. I think Cincinnati played Tulsa two times in a row. Okay, well then, I mean, that kind of counts. But I mean, if I mean, if we do end up playing twice in a row, that's going to be two top ten matchups in a row because we're not going to drop out of the top ten, if, especially if we play OU tight in Bedlam. I mean, that, that would that, that would have to be unprecedented or near it in college football. Okay, wait. Maybe I was wrong because it doesn't show up on here. Oh. So. Uh, oh wait wait wait. So. They had a COVID outbreak, and then I guess they decided, well, we're already going to play Tulsa anyway. We don't need to play the first game. So they just played one. Missed mm-hmm. that. Um, maybe it's never happened before. And it, well, if it's never happened before, then it may not happen this year. They <laughs> might fall. I don't dude, know. Dude, we're living in a simulation. Of course it's going to happen this year. Not, when you say it so confidently like that, Oh, no, it, no, and trust no. me, it is it is false confidence. <laughs> but it has been such a wacky, wacky year. Like how, like it, it like it almost feels like it's destined to happen at this point, right? That it's 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 just been such a weird year that it's gonna happen just because it has to. The universe is like, yep, wackiness. I mean, it's possible. I. Man, I just think that it's got to just somehow just come back to like the status quo or whatever at some point. I don't think we're ever going to get back to the status quo. I mean, I think the powers will still be the powers, but I think a lot of more football is going to look a lot like this, especially for the next four or five years. I mean, so you got, you know, you got the super seniors, right? And that's a crazy Thing. And so there's all these old guys roaming around, but also Alabama, who used to be able to stockpile talent, can't. So they're going to mm-hmm. get thinner. I mean, I really think you're going to have a lot of sort of that back and forth equilibrium that was going around with um, one and done schools and like the schools that had kids there for four years and or five years in basketball. That's sort of that power struggle where generally the more talented team won, but like the Butlers really gave Duke a run for their money, you know, a couple of years in a row. And because why, why is a five-star or four and a half star quarterback going to want to sit for three years at Bama when he can go to OU or Oklahoma state or an ACC school and be like, yeah, I'm here now. I mean, how many former pretty soon there's going to be, multiple former Oklahoma quarterbacks on different teams. And you know, they were all super highly graded. I mean, it's, it's going to be with everybody and it's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of skill positions going to be doing that. I don't see any reason why, like if you're not getting playing time as a anywhere, why you wouldn't, if you can transfer to a school that can get you the NFL, why wouldn't, and we've seen over and over again, how you can go almost anywhere and get to the NFL. So I think that mystique of getting to the NFL, which is really important for recruiting, isn't there as much. I I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I just okay. So I want you to close off the show. You didn't get a chance to rant about the uh, postseason ban for men's basketball. So I'll just I'll give you the allotted <laughs> time you need to to do so. Oh man, that was that is 
just some BS. I mean, that is terrible for doing basically nothing and doing everything right. Yeah. The, the coach did something that the school didn't know of. They found out they fired him. It was $300 and the kid didn't even see the floor. That is just, it's just awful. And I'm very curious. Is like apparently OSU is suing the NCAA over it. And I'm really curious to see how that decision comes at like what tact they use to say this is why we deserve a lawsuit to have stated. That's going to be really, really interesting to me because if they figure out a legal way to challenge this stuff, every school is going to do it. I'm sure they can. And the NCAA has uh, kind of they're discussing plans to uh, relegate the divisions to run themselves so i mean that's probably what will happen especially in football but Mm -hmm. i just that'll be really interesting to see what the lawyers cook up because if it would if you could do it you have already done it like you know any major school would have already sued them and i've never heard of it so you would think with the bylaws and everything else there's got to be some protection from the NC for the NCAA from universities suing them this way. So with that happening, it'll be very interesting to see if there is any way to get legal standing. And if they can get legal standing, every university who gets popped is going to lawyer up. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it'll be fun to watch the NCAA burn. It'll be fun. I mean, you, you know, you know, if Oklahoma State had thought about this 10, 12 years ago when Dez got screwed, they would have sued to keep him playing. For sure. Just for a lunch with uh, Deion Sanders or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Of course you would. Ugh, just NCAA, it's like they're, they're grasping at straws. And the one thing, and I, I put this out on the, in the, in the Twitterverse, but you know, one of the people on the, one of the group members in the group that laid down the punishment is a former SMU grad and works for the AAC who we just gutted. Once, once I started going through their resumes, I'm like, Oh, this feels like a hatchet job. Yeah. One of the names that stood out was I think Stan Wilcox. I don't know if you did some reading up on him, but he's receiving a lot of the flack, I think from OSU fans. I haven't seen that. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, speaking of basketball starts this week, they do UTA Arlington tomorrow. Uh, I think that'll be a win for the Cowboys. Um, what I've noticed, I mean, they're going to have, you know, a lot of uh, they have dudes this year. It's going to feel like a Spurs team, which is the amount of uh, just how deep the bench is. This is a 10 man, 12 man team, honestly. So that's what it's going to um, need to be. I mean, especially without Cade and everything else. But all right, yeah. I mean, I know they're not going to make the tournament. Maybe there's, by the grace of God, there's uh, some sort of way they get in. But this season, it's going to feel like the like Ohio State season when they were bowl and eligible for the tattoo things, but they went like undefeated. I'm not saying OSU is going to go undefeated, but it's going to feel very similar to that where they are still having a really good season, but they can't go to like any tournaments or anything like that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they crack the top 10 at some point, just out of spite. Uh, it's a possibility, but they got, um, they got, a, they got to win a lot of games to do that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, I would not surprise me if they like 
they just like, well, screw you, NCAA. We're going to make you look like idiots. Yeah. Because, Absolutely. Because if they if they get especially if they get ranked that high, every telecast they're on, their NCAA is going to get blasted. As they should. As they should. As they should. Well, you got anything else for us, buddy? I do not. Can't wait to see how the uh, committee uh, messes up the rankings on Tuesday. So, uh, me hey. too. All right, cowboys and cowgirls, we'll see you on Thursday. Maybe a little basketball recap, a little uh, football preview. It'll be good times. Indeed. <laughs>